Sambalani Dumelang, good evening and welcome to the Friday edition of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamantumwa Kumalo. It's episode 184 of the Private Property Podcast and we're happy to have you join us this evening. Welcome. If it is the first time that you're joining us, you've certainly missed out on quite a lot of great episodes. So do make sure that you go back onto our Facebook as well as YouTube pages to catch up on all the old episodes that you have missed. And to all our regular viewers, welcome back. We love hearing from you and also love seeing you that you know, watch every day, engage with us every day and keep sharing the great content that we bring to your screens. Of course, we love hearing from you. We absolutely love uh, you know, the love that you always give us. So do show us some love down here below. And if you are watching, I want to see those green hearts and of course, you checking in to our daily installment of the Private Property Podcast. Now, as usual, we're always talking property matters. We're always learning from each other and also sharing tools that can help you on your property journey. We don't only do that in the Private Property Podcast with myself, but we also have a whole host of other shows that we do this with. I'm talking about the first time home buyers show with Essie Clausen at every Wednesday at 7.45, where she takes you through a journey of buying your first property and has different years to walk to that journey. And they share some of their mistakes, some of the things that they got right in order for you not to make those mistakes and to learn from what they did right. And we also bring you the Farming Podcast with Mbali Noko, who brings you all things agriculture. So if you ever have green fingers or you want to go into agriculture, that is the show that you do not want to miss out. Over the weekend, Chad brings you the Home Shoppers Show, where we profile some of the best estates that the country has on offer. So if you're looking and shopping at different estates and complexes, then you definitely want to make sure that you tune into that show, where you'll also be going into the actual complexes and estates to give you a sense of what you can expect if you buy in those particular ones. That's certainly a lot that you can expect from us across the property social media pages. And this year we want to bring you a whole lot more. So if there's anything that you think you definitely want to see us doing, then do show, do drop a message down here below and we'll be sure to get to it. One of the things that we do regularly, and we're going to be doing this particular one for the next 12 weeks is running competitions. And to kickstart 2021, the competition that we're running is the Sherlock Holmes competition. I love Sherlock Holmes. I mean, I watched quite religiously. And if anything, the acting is spectacular, the script is spectacular. And you know that if you're a Sherlock Holmes fan, one of the big things that you need to be good at is solving riddles. And that's exactly what we've done with this competition, where every week we share a riddle on our social media pages uh, in order for you to decipher. You're going to have to go through our social media pages, go to our website as well, and go where the riddle leads you. And one of the great things is that when you enter this competition, you want to make sure that uh, you enter this one because we announce the winners every Friday. So we'll be announcing the winner uh, later on on the show. And that winner stands a chance of walking away with 5,000 rands uh, in cash. So you do want to make sure that you stay in touch uh, and follow where the riddle goes. I know that some of the team members uh, you know, in the comments section, keep trying to figure it out together. That's, of course, from the competition we, we had last year. So different people form teams. Well, I'm glad to see that the team camaraderie is still there. So do make sure that you get as much help as you can in order to decipher the 
this cruise. And later on in the show, we'll be announcing who the winner of this week's uh, riddle is. And of course, also unveiling the new riddle for the new week. All the best if you've entered. We're certainly going. I'm excited to see who the lucky winner is going to be. Well, to kickstart the Friday edition of the Private Property Podcast, we're looking at smashing your 2021 goals of owning a property. And we've got with us the APSA Home Loans team. It's the first episode with the APSA team. You know we have them every week. They're usually on Wednesday. Uh, but this time we thought, you know what, let's do things slightly differently. And this evening I'm joined by somebody who needs no introduction, uh, Zeta Manuel, who's a product portfolio manager for first-time home buyers at APSA Home Loans, as well as Razia Kaji, who's a national conversion manager at APSA Home Loans. Uh, Razia, Zeta, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thanks, Adama. Thanks for having us. And good evening to everybody, our viewers, the private property team. It's lovely to be back. But before we continue the conversation, I'd like to wish our viewers, yourself, and the private property team a prosperous new year and all the best for this year from the APSA family. Thank you so much, uh, Zeta. I think one of the great things that we're certainly looking forward to, of course, for the new year is working more with the APSA Home Loans team uh, in the year and helping the viewers at home access their home loans. I think last year we did such a great job with having a financial institution on board every single week and being able to get questions from viewers at home that they typically wouldn't be able to ask directly to somebody who works in a financial institution. And I think that's one of the great things about being able to do this in real time live where viewers can post some of their questions uh, to our guests. And Zena, then, you know, last year we spoke quite a lot about home ownership, the different ways that people can own homes. And I know that a lot of the viewers this year, and a lot of people generally have your property uh, goals. They have 2021 property goals. It is the new year. Some of them have observed the historically low interest rates. Some of them have thought, look, I, last year, I did, uh, I managed my finances fairly well. This is the year that I go from being a renter to being a homeowner or I move out of home and finally, you know, own that first property. Before we even get to, you know, the nitty gritties of how that process is going to look like, perhaps take us through uh, the steps that people should follow in order to start planning for their goal. Because I think one of the big things is you say you want to own a home, but maybe there are just certain things you, you, you want to do the first things first, right? Before signing an offer to purchase and only later realizing you don't have funds for you know, the deposit or transfer fees. So let's start almost at the beginning. How should people um, you know, start planning for their home ownership journey for 2021? Thank you, Zama, great. I think that's a great starting point. So let's work towards the goal and prepare for it. So I think first things first, look at your budget, understand your finances and what it's made up of. I think secondly is prepare for the costs. I think the associated cost to home ownership, I think there's quite a bit in, uh, that entails the cost such as bond and registration fees, initiation fees, insurance, because it might not be factored into your budget today from building insurance to home content insurance as well as rates and tax and um, electricity bills. Some of us pay them, some of us don't, and that might be a new expense into your budget. As well as um, if you're planning to buy in a sectional title property, levy costs, try and understand as you search for property, what's the average levy cost that you'll have to factor into your budget. I think also moving costs as well at the same time and start saving and preparing for that. 
Second, uh, thirdly, I think important is to also understand while you're preparing your finances, understand your credit score and your credit record. You are entitled to an annual free report. I think what's also good is for you to understand um, uh, once you've prepared for all the finances, look at your budget, understand your credit score, think of the moving costs associated to, to your, your planning goal and start saving towards that. And then last but not least, um, do a pre-qualification to understand how much you could qualify for and help you on your journey while you shop around. And then um, log on to private property and start searching for the dream home. Mm, you know, talking of pre-qualification and as I'm going to bring you in this one, what do we typically mean by pre-qualification and how do people essentially find out what they qualify for uh, before they start searching for a home? Because I know how useful getting pre-qualified uh, typically is, but for viewers at home, we're still not quite certain about the pre-qualification um, and what it means and what it actually entails. Perhaps take us through a little bit about what, what viewers can expect when they walk their pre-qualification journey. Good evening, everybody. And um, it's wonderful to be here for my first time. Um, I think compliments of the new year, firstly, and I am very excited for all those new first-time home buyers or new home buyers um, that have started the journey for this year. Uh, you know, I wish you all the best. Um, I think, you know, Zama, when we look at a pre-qualification, um, you know, Zaida's given sort of some of the tips in terms of what you would have to look at um, when you're purchasing your home. But ideally what pre-qualification means is that you're going through a process, which through EPSA is a pretty seamless process. Um, it takes all but 15 minutes, um, you know, if you, if you go onto our pre-qualifying tool. Um, and really what you're doing is you're taking your in you're taking your expenses, you're looking at your credit worthiness, um, you're looking at, um, you know, what is available to you from a purchasing power perspective. And I think that's very important because, you know, often um, we decide, you know, emotionally, we know what we'd like to have. So, you know, ideally you'd say, I'd like a two bedroom or a three bedroom, or I want to live in a sectional title. I'd like one with a pool, one without a pool, etc. And I think what's important is that you sit down and you pre, you know, you complete the pre-qualification tool. Things that are important there to note are the things I has mentioned, but also it's an opportune time for you to start looking at your income and expenses, to review what are the things you know that you will require once you go into this new home, um, and also to ideally say, look this is what I can afford. Based on what I can afford, I can now start looking at areas I'd like to live in, types of, um, you know, whether it's, uh, like I said, a sectional title, um, is it a home, um, you know, is it an apartment? Um, but ideally, you know, it's really looking at these are the things I need to be able to sort of also, once I start this journey, perhaps reviewing my life. So it's really an opportune time. Um, you know, one of the things I always say to buyers is that when you start doing the calculations in terms of affordability, particularly, you sometimes start also realizing some of the things that you're spending on that you shouldn't be, some of the nice to have, because, you know, we all love those little naughty things, a little yeah. bit of this and a little bit of that. And we start realizing that, you know, perhaps those are not the things we should be focusing on. Yeah. And then ideally, it also gives us an opportune time to look at our own financial planning. You know, we're starting a new journey. 
what do we need to do along this journey? Saida has spoken about insurance, also a great time to review things like the typically the short-term insurance, but also things like your life insurance, your retirement annuities. And you know, from an APSA perspective, over and above the pre-qualification tool, as I've mentioned, which literally takes 15 minutes, very simple to complete, guides you across in terms of the journey. One is also starting to ask yourself questions of, what do I really need? Do I really need to do it this way? And really, what do I want in terms of this dream home? So, so you know, there's a lot of emotion that goes into this journey. And at APSA, we are acutely aware of that. You know, buying a home is not a clinical thing. You know, it's really about assessing your life, really it is, and saying, what do I want and what fits in? So I would encourage our viewers to really go on to the pre-qualification tool um, and, you know, start looking at what are the opportunities. And there's some great, great opportunities. Like Zaida said, if you look at what you qualify for, match it to the private property, um, you know, what's available. And, and I think you possibly very quickly are going to fall in love with your dream home. Thank you. You know, Razia, I actually love what you're pointing out because oftentimes we underestimate the journey of home ownership and also how emotionally taxing it can be. Uh, I think sometimes you think about all the finances, you do your budget, you do all the clinical stuff, but the process itself can also be quite emotionally taxing, having to view different properties, having to assess what do you really need, what do you not need, what are you willing to cut off in your in your budget? I mean, one of the things that I know I used to be able to assess, especially when I look at you know acquire adding more properties, is the moment you print out a three month or six month bank statement and you look at all those takeaway orders and you start uh, you know almost doing a tally of how much you are spending on takeaways on a monthly basis or how much you've spent in that three or six month period you realize how much money you essentially wasted and how you could have potentially just saved that money if you decided to you know, eat in and cook. So all those small things that when we're spending that money in that moment, seems like, ah, this doesn't matter. It's just a 200 here and a 300 here, but it stacks up, especially if you're going to uh, you know, be taking, buying those things quite regularly. And we all know how uh, ordering food or ordering in does tend to stack up. So that's certainly one of the ways that you can make sure that when you look at your budget and look at um, where your finances are, you can probably cut something out as much as possible. And Razi, I think one of the key things that comes out uh, from both what you and Zeta have said is that it's so important to understand the home ownership journey. You know, it's one of those things that you can't go in without understanding it or think, ah, I'll just figure it out along the way. It's maybe just signing a few things, then I've got a home. Perhaps take us through, um, you know, some of the apps or tools that viewers at home can use. You've mentioned already the, you know, the estimator that only takes 15 minutes and is very user friendly. Uh, how do users, uh, how do viewers at home rather access some of the other tools that APSA has that helps them when they buy their property? I think, um, Zama, from an APSA perspective, there are a number of tools, and the estimator is one of many. Um, if you visit, um, you know, www.apsa.co.za, home loan estimator, 
um, you know, that's an amazing tool. It's quick. It's you can do it in the comfort of your home, work, wherever you are. I think the other opportunities we've really got is to say you could um, really go on to our my home owner journey. Um, and really, it's not restrictive to whether you're an APSA customer or not. Um, so, you know, there's opportunity to really visit um, those sites and have a look and say, these are the things I'd like to consider. Um, and, you know, we've also got an e-learning platform. And that really takes you through some of the things we've been speaking about, which is really the ins and outs of home ownership. Um, you know, what to do, what to look at, etc. I think one thing we're very acutely aware of also is that we not only digitally would like our customers to be able to take this journey, but we find that through this journey, you might have a need to want to speak to a sales consultant. Um, and, you know, someone just with a little bit of a human touch, because as we've said, this is quite an emotive journey. You know, we don't, um, it's one of the probably most important journeys we'll take in our lives. And, you know, we have absolutely amazing specialists in terms of our sales consultants who would be willing to hold your hand through the journey step by step explain to you exactly you know how we could support you answer some of the questions um, you know give you insight in terms of you know what you should be looking at etc and um, you know we've also got a list of frequently asked questions because you know often what we do find is um you know, you might be thinking of something and you think, I'm not quite sure if this is, you know, this question makes sense to me. But, you know, we've sort of compiled a list of frequently asked questions for our, for our viewers, for our clients, to be able to go online and say, I've got this question, you know, perhaps somebody could guide me on this. So, so really, you know, for us, from a customer perspective, we're saying we've got a variety of tools for you to be able to take this journey with us. There's the estimator, there's the my home journey, um, you know, there are frequently asked questions we've compiled. And then obviously we've got the human touch where you can engage a sales consultant who will take you through the journey and help you at every step of this journey. We are talking to the APSA Home Loan team this evening. We're looking at smashing your 2021 uh, goal of owning your home. If you have any questions or comments, do join the conversation down here below. I want to, as usual, certainly hear from you what your 2021 property goal is. I know I asked you this earlier on. I think now we've had more time to think about it uh, and perhaps also have concrete goals. Uh, and I think one of the big things when you're setting down property goals or any goal for that matter is make a smart goal. So you don't just want to say, I want to own a property. You can say things like, I want to have bought my property by the end of Q3 and it must be under 800,000 uh, in this particular area. So what would be your very specific property goal for 2021? To go to some of our questions and comments on our social media platforms, we've got here um, on Facebook, Kay Fortune saying budgets are important, prioritize and financial planning is important. That's so crucial on your home ownership journey. And I think beyond home ownership, being able to you know, do financial planning is so crucial. We're seeing how important it is right now, especially as many people were affected by the economic effects of the COVID-19 crisis and realizing that you almost have to um, be very mindful of where you're spending your money from because of the economic uncertainty. So that certainly is an important one. Uh, one of our top fan gang members, Usimi Mahatsa, is saying, 
looking at how much we spend out there buying takeouts, we can cover certain costs like this insurance plan for HOC and life cover. That that's so oh, you know, Sammy. When I every time I actually think about takeaway and how much I would sometimes spend, you know, in a certain month on takeaway. I actually want to have a heart attack, to be honest. I mean, there was a time when, but it was many years ago and I was using Uber quite a lot. And then I look at just the Uber cost, never mind Uber Eats. Luckily, I've never used Uber Eats, but the Uber cost alone was in the thousands. And I thought, my God, I could have just gone in a nice getaway for the weekend instead of, you know, going everywhere um, with Uber. So it's always so important to bear in mind where we're spending our money, especially all these small little amounts that we keep spending that we probably didn't budget for. Uh, K-Fortune coming back saying private property, it's easy to spend wild, but I think getting your statements and seeing the reality of your actual true spend, you will work better with your money, especially if you have a goal in mind, like buying a home. Couldn't agree with you more, Kay. And I see we've got another Facebook comment, this one coming from Simply Trodance, uh, saying no matter how savvy you think you are, there's a good chance you waste a little sums of money here and there, and they could be adding up to thousands per year. We mostly waste money on takeaways and unnecessary subscriptions. Well, this is the time of year to unsubscribe to all those unnecessary subscriptions. So late last year, I actually canceled gym because I was like, nope, I know I'm not going to be going there. Uh, and I was just too scared of, you know, COVID at the gym. So I canceled my gym subscription. And luckily I was on a month to month contract. So that was easy, there were no penalties. I called my car insurance and I ended up switching car insurance company companies. And I think with, just by switching car insurance companies, I shaved off 800 rands from paying for car insurance. So doing little things like that does open up a bit of you know room for your finances uh, and so that is one of the things that you can do at home to make sure that you start off 2021 having a little bit of money that you probably didn't have last year because you are spending on gym that you know you don't go to or spending quite a high amount on your insurance premiums now Zeta, you know at a high level perhaps take us through some of the offering that AFSA has for first-time home buyers because I know one of the things that some of our views are going to want to do this year is some of them are going to be first-time home buyers um, who are wanting to go from either living at home to buying their own property or perhaps going from renting to finally owning their own property. So what, what are some of the offerings that APSA has for the first-time home buyer? Oh, thank you, Zama. I think we understand the pain points of being a first-time buyer, and as such, we've got absolutely great offers and propositions that support the different type of customers that's in the market as a first-time buyer. So we have a great proposition called our My Home Proposition for income earners of up to 25400 You can get a 100% loan to value. Um, we also give you a 50% discount on bond registration cost. You have access to a free um, home ownership training program that teaches you about the ins and outs of home ownership, access to our financial consultants that can assist you to do with a financial needs analysis and help you with all your insurance needs as well. And also we grant, a customer can save 6,037 rand with not paying uh, the initiation fee. And that comes with our My Home proposition. Then to address the needs of our professional customers, we've designed a young professional proposition 
where our customers can get a 105% loan to help uh, the additional 5% is usually to help with additional costs associated to buying the property, a 30% discount on bond registration cost, access to great of our APSA rewards program when opening up a transactional account, and as mentioned, access to our financial consultants to help you plan um, your financial needs, get your insurance, as well as drafting a will, you know, to, to secure your assets. And I think those great benefits can really help our first-time buyers to access um, the home ownership journey, the ladder, the market. And, and as such, we've, we've designed these propositions in such a manner, we've enabled these great benefits to, to, to our customers and new customers to us as well, so that we would like to, to you know, house the nation. Yeah. And, and um, Zayda, I actually want to ask you a little bit about the offering that the My Home proposition, is that almost similar um, to the to FLIS that we typically talk about in the market? Absolutely. So also FLIS is a government subsidy. Yes. An income earner that earns up to 22,000 rand a month from an income salary perspective can be eligible for the government's the FLISP government subsidy, provided there is a criteria and they've got to meet uh, the criteria. It's a good application to be done. As I say, it's a government subsidy, so it's a separate application to be done through the, uh, through the national, you can do it through the National Housing Finance Corporation, NHFC, submit your application and you can get, and, and they'll evaluate you to see if you, uh, if you are, if you can be eligible for a FLISP government subsidy. There is a criteria, and I think one of the main criteria is just to note is that you've got to be a first-time buyer. You have got to have approval in principle from a financial institution so that you can evidence that you are good for a home loan before you apply for the subsidy. And I think that's also quite important. That's just some of the criteria, but those are the main criteria as consideration. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I actually like the... The, the my home proposition because we tend to find that uh, you know homeowners in in that particular segment sometimes are uh, are not thought about when it comes to you know financial institutions servicing them um, and I think one of the things that also appeals to me about it is the discounts that you're giving to you know people in that particular band because they're the ones who essentially need these discounts um, quite a lot because we know that the cost of you know buying a property can be quite high especially when you, you know look at attorney fees uh, and the like so it's actually quite great that you're able to walk the journey with them with the buyer education and also provide uh, the discounts for them in order to enable them to you know ultimately own that home we are taking more of your questions and comments at home as we look at our 2021 property goals so if you have any home ownership goals this year do share them with us i want to hear from you uh, at home and of course we're going to later on on the show be unveiling the first winner of the Sherlock's Home Sherlock's Home competition of course we are running this competition for the next 12 weeks and so and every Friday we'll be announcing the winner uh, and the winner will be walking away with that 5,000 Rand cash prize you do not want to miss this one uh, as we unveil the first winner and if you still don't know what that competition is about then you certainly want to stay tuned to hear more about it later on on the show we've got a comment here from YouTube, Jose Dube saying, great topic today. I bank with APSA. I might use them for a home loan in the future. 
and K Fortune coming back to us saying, uh, private property, my first home was bought cash. So my next home I want to do via a bond. My idea is to sell this one and invest, then rent for a year, then uh, then invest and apply for a bond, uh, then either part use of their investment or put it on the bond. Is there any guarantee that we will be able to obtain a bond? What factors do we consider? Um, I think, so almost roughly speaking, we've got a homeowner, they bought their property cash, they want to probably put that one up uh, for rental, and then you know, they themselves will rent. What kind of guarantee do they essentially have when they want to apply for their first bond? Because they've already got a first property, they just didn't buy it uh, via a bond. Uh, Zeta, I'll, I'll pose this question to you. What, what should they be thinking of as they now want to get a bonded property? Thanks, Sama. It's a great question. I think first things first, I just spoke earlier about the tips in terms of preparing your finances, understanding your credit profile. I think as a bank, when you submit your application, we do an affordability and a credit assessment to determine, um, you know, are you able and eligible to afford the property? And as such, um, as she submits the application to us, that will be the journey. As Rosia pointed out, there's a human touch and our specialist consultants will support and engage you and take you on the journey, keep you informed about um, where in the milestone is your application and give you feedback in terms of that. And um, when our specialist consultants engage with you, take you through the journey of what documentation is required, like your salary advice, your ID, um, you know, and, and help in assisting you to complete that application. So I think our, our specialist consultants really, really take you on the journey. And as such, uh, affordability and credit assessment is always being done by any financial institution. But that's that's one of the main criteria. Yeah. We've got a question here from Hyde's Lisa Teddy saying, I want to buy a house, but the scariest thing is breaking down of transfer fees, bond and bond registration. Does it come from my pocket or will I be or will or will be some from a loan that I got? So when we look at the transfer fees and the bond registration fees, where does that cost um, come from or who pays rather for that particular cost? Zeta? Thanks, Saba. I think uh, once again, it's about preparing your finances and those are some of the costs associated to home ownership. And I think when you search for a property and you have a property value band in mind, I think it's good to get an estimate of what the associated bond registration and transfer fee cost is. You are eligible to pay for those costs and um, they should, you sh it should come from some of your savings. So that you've done separately as you prepare for the home ownership journey. So, yeah. And I think it's one of those costs that people typically don't plan for. I mean, I always share with viewers at home how when I bought, uh, you know, property for the first time, I bought two properties at a go. And all the, you know, planning that I'd done, I knew that there were attorneys involved. I thought there was one attorney involved, um, even when you buy a bonded property. So I had saved up for, you know, two attorneys only to find out that because the properties are bonded, they're actually uh, two attorneys per property. So I actually needed to budget for four attorneys. 
And so you can imagine the shock that I got. Um, you know, I got the first invoice, I got the second invoice, I was expecting those. But the time I got the third invoice and the fourth invoice, I thought I was being scammed or somebody had shared my details with somebody. And I, you know, I had to call up the, the, what, the third law firm to say, I don't understand what this is for. And luckily, the, the, you know, the conveyancer was you know, so sweet, so kind and very understanding and explained that, look, you're buying a property, it's bonded, so they're going to be transferring attorneys. This is what they do. And you're also going to have bond registration attorneys and this is what they do. And, and so I hadn't budgeted for the, you know, the extra two attorneys. And, and so that could have been a, a, a very big pressure point. Uh, luckily, I was able to get help with covering the cost and I didn't lose out on the property. But it's always so good to know what every single cost is going to be so that you're not caught off guard uh, once, it's, you know, once you start receiving those invoices. Now, Razia, one of the things that we've spoken about this evening, we touched on uh, you know, during the course of our conversation is, of course, around insurance. Uh, perhaps take us through the different insurance needs that customers need to take into account when they buy a home. Thanks, Zama. So I think, um, you know, we spoke a little bit about when you sit and review your finances, what are the things you should be reviewing? Um, and I think in many instances, we either discover particularly life insurance, you know, um, you've signed up for life insurance, um, you're not actually quite sure, at, you know, you might have signed it up a, a couple of years ago. And, you know, you're not quite sure in terms of what you've signed up, you know, what the payout would be, you know, what the circumstances surrounding it would be. And it's quite important, um, you know, to be able to sit down and say, in terms of life insurance, this is what my policy is able to do for me. And I think, you know, one thing I want to urge our viewers is to start understanding things like, you know, will it pay out a cash sum that, you know, um, you could use to repay the outstanding amount on your own home loan um, in the event of things like death, dis, you know, permanent disability, or even terminal illness. You know, we often, we, we, we don't look at the finer detail to be able to understand what will this policy mean and what does it do now that I'm a homeowner. And I think it's quite important you know, that you do that review, um, you know, you also must look at the type of product that you've got. And, and, you know, what does that mean in terms of paying a monthly home loan installment, you know, in case there is a temporary disability, um, you know, will this policy be able to support in, in, in that circumstance? And then I think it's just very important, you know, often, and, 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 and I think we all look at this and we say, you know, this policy is going to pay out a million rand as an example, you know, and, and, and that should be okay. But, you know, that million rand or, or that policy was taken before you bought your home. So, you know, if your home is, as an example, bonded for 1.5 million rand, you know, the 1 million rand policy is not going to be sufficient. And I think Zaida's alluded to the fact that, you know, you have an opportunity through this journey, firstly, to either look at a new policy or to review your existing policy. And I think, you know, we have a number of specialists who are able to support on that. The second most important piece is what we call home, uh, you know, home um, owners um, in, in terms of HOC, which is a, a comprehensive insurance policy, um, you know, and, and really it's, it's around covering the structure of your residential property um, and, you know, things like your fixtures and fittings, um, you know, and also looking at specified insured events. And, you know, often we say, oh, you know what, I don't think I really need to have that right now. Um, but when you do your home loan application, 
very important to note that either um, you know, it um, is part of your sectional title where you're purchasing and it will form part of your body corporate levies, or it will be required in terms of um, the home that you're purchasing from your, um, you know, from your bank. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from an APSA perspective, it is something that we would give the customer guidance on. We would sit down with the customer and say, this is what your policy is able to do for you in the event that you have any of these things happening. I think the third piece is really around your short-term insurance, and that really talks to insurance in terms of, um, uh, you know, contents. And, um, you know, for us as South Africans, I think this is something that is quite important. Uh, you know, whilst we might say, you know, I live in an area where they've not had that many issues, you know, the, you know everything seems to be safe, it's a gated community. I think it's still important to say from a contents perspective, what could you look at and how you could, um, you know, adequately ensure your content. So, so really, um, Zama, you know, when we spoke earlier about the fact that you need to look at what's important when you look at your income and expenses, I think these are the three things that you would need to review. Um, we've got we're very happy to support and give you advice in this regards. And I think it's something that forms a critical part of your home loan journey. We've got a question coming from Facebook. It is from Unamfundo Majosi saying, uh, considering to sell and buy, is it advisable to borrow from your bond to upgrade and make it more attractive? For example, the kitchen and the bathroom, then sell, or does that impact badly on the new bond that you'd want to apply for? Zeta, I'll give that question to you. Um, as, as a homeowner, it's always good to maintain from a property maintenance perspective your home. And if you feel that home renovations, um, you'd like to make the home renovations, um, you can do an evaluation to see what your property is worth before making the sale of it. And I think if you do those home renovations, it could give an upliftment to the, to the value of the property, depending on what the evaluation comes out. And I think when you put it out for sale, I think that um, your estate agents that will come out and also give a property value could determine that as well. But it's as a homeowner, it's always good to keep your property in good standing from a property maintenance perspective as well. I think the big thing with that question, Azira, is the impact of borrowing from your bond. So if, yeah. let's say, you're to borrow from your bond and two months later you want to apply for a, a new bond, does that negatively affect the, you know, the new bond application that you would essentially have? I mean, obviously, by the time you sell this property, bond cancellations mm -hmm. and all those things need to happen. But in the event where you do borrow against the home loan that you currently have now, does that in any way have an impact on the future credit, especially a home loan that you're going to apply for? Thanks, Amma. I think um, when, we, when you apply for any credit, any institution looks at um, your affordability. So as such, you'll submit, um, you will review your income and expenses, check your affordability and, and conduct the, the credit assessment to determine if you are good for the credit. And I think um, if you are good for the credit, it will be afforded based on your affordability. So that is the process and the criteria. So um, that, that's what would happen in this regard. Yeah. 
We've got another question uh, coming back from Khosisile Dubia on YouTube saying, let's say your credit score is low, perhaps around the 600 mark. If you are self-employed, how many percent should your expenses be from your business to you and from your salary uh, that you are paying yourself? So that's more for people who are working for themselves and looking to buy a property and have a low credit score. You know, what tips and insights can you give them because they're not salaried workers uh, sort of in the conventional sense. So the business will pay you a salary. How should they be thinking of uh, structuring their, their, um, their, their income uh, in order to qualify for a home loan? Thanks, Amma. I think firstly, when you prepare your finances and you draw your credit report, I think when you draw a credit report, it does give you tips in terms of how you should conduct your credit profile. And I think one of the things is that um, if you have repayments, make them annually and make them digitally. I mean, make, make them digitally and on time as well. Um, be cognizant of them. And I think also your exposure to credit versus your income is something for consideration as well. And I think just be mindful of like I say, your expenses versus your income and what's the ratio of, of, of what your surplus is. And I think that's a good way to determine what percentage of your income do you spend on debt versus what percentage can you actually save. And that, um, when you draw your credit report, those are also good tips that um, the, credit, uh, when you, the credit bureaus will give you in terms of managing your, your credit report. It's also about how you maintain your credit behavior from repayment towards credit that you have. Yeah. And and Zeta, as we wrap up our conversation this evening, you know, what's the easiest way for our viewers at home to get in touch with APSA and take advantage of some of the tools that uh, APSA has for prospective homeowners? Thanks, thanks, Amma. I think visiting um, APSA has everything available on how you can in, engage us on our APSA website. We've got great digital tools, articles, as well as our specialist team that can support you on your home buying journey. Um, you can apply with us online as well. We have a human touch, a specialist team that can also give you good insights and support you on your home buying journey. And yeah, ready to, ready to support those consumers that wants to um, enter the home ownership journey. APSA has everything available. It's available on our website. Please engage us and visit us. And that's where we're going to wrap it up this evening. Uh, Zaida and Razia, thank you so much for joining us. It certainly has been a great way to kickstart our you know, uh, episode with APSA Home Loans for 2021. We look forward to more episodes in the weeks to come. And to our viewers at home, we have APSA every week on the Private Property Podcast. So do make sure that you tune into their episodes as well, because I know how valuable it is to be able to speak to a financial institution when it comes to some of our home ownership needs. Ladies, Thank you so much for joining us this evening. And that is Razia Kaji, who's a National Conversion Manager at APSA Home Loans, as well as Zeda Manuel, who's the Product Portfolio Manager for First Time Home Buyers, also at APSA Home Loans. Well, that's it for this evening. We're going to go for a quick break. And when we come back, it is going to be that time in the evening where we announce this week's lucky winner of that Sherlock Holmes competition. Do stay tuned. You do not want to miss this one. <laughs>
Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandunga Kumalo. Well, it is that time of the evening where we get to give away uh, prizes for this week's Trilux Home Competition. We are running this competition for the next 12 weeks. And of course, Private Property's Trilux Homes Competition has been the talk of the town. And we're giving you a chance to win thousands of rands worth of prizes every single week. Now to enter, all you have to do is to solve the weekly riddle and search for the hidden key on your on our website. So that's www.privateproperty.co.za. And this week's riddle was a view for one of a cloud-covered mountain where the ocean spray finds me uh, on 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 this week's clue. And I know that we shared it across our social media platforms, but we also shared it course on our website now well done to all the detectives who cracked the code and the hidden key was of course a table view k-town and the winner selected by the random draw was so the lucky winner is let's see who that lucky winner is and that is uh, samantha mcintosh so samantha mcintosh uh, congratulations you walk away uh, you are, of course, the lucky winner of this week's Sherlock Holmes hunt. I'm actually excited for what you get to win. Your prize, uh, your 5,000 Rand prize voucher is on the way and our team is going to be in touch with you shortly. And so Samantha is going to be walking away with that 5,000 Rand voucher where she can choose, you know, what she wants to do with that particular voucher and the team will explain to you shortly. Now, keep your eyes peeled for the next riddle that's published every Monday on privateproperty.co.za as well as our social media pages. Who knows, perhaps you could be the lucky winner who wins uh, the 5,000 Rand voucher next week, Friday. Now I'll give you a taste of what you can expect for the riddle number two. I know we're going to put it on our social media platforms on Monday, but the second riddle for next week is actually where the water falls and the ibis leads the way. I have four places to rest my head and three to store my Wheels. I'm going to repeat that clue. Perhaps you can start thinking about it over the weekend. Riddle number two is where the water falls and the ibis leads the way. I have four places to rest my head and three to store my wheels. That's the second riddle uh, for the Sherlock Holmes competition. And of course, if you want to play property detective, then you want to make sure that you stay glued to our social media platforms and you could be just like Samantha and walk away with that 5,000 Rand cash voucher. And some of what you can do with that voucher, the winner will be able to choose from the following options take a lot, Mr. Price Home Builders, as well as House and Home. So there's quite a lot that you can do, uh, or certainly where you want to use that particular voucher. Well, that's it for me, Zamantungwa, and the rest of the private property team. It has been a great week this week. We do hope we're going to be seeing more of you over the weekend, of course, with Chad bringing you the Home Shoppers Show. Um, and that's a show that you certainly do not want to miss out on. I will be back on Monday at 7 o'clock. And until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.
Hi, I'm Julia Chen. I'm a restaurateur living in the Cape Town City Bowl. My restaurant, Hallelujah, is situated right in the heart of the city. Over the last few years, the influx of young professionals has created so many new and exciting things to see and do. The rejuvenation of the city has been something really special to experience. There are some really beautiful suburbs in our neighborhood. Nestled below the iconic Table Mountain by Zoranezef and Tamburslof, filled with unique and beautiful homes. There's such a young vibe in the city with an incredible blend of diverse cultures catering to everybody's desire. Within the city, there are so many genuine and passionate people and you'll find them in places like the Woodstock Exchange. Offering everything from handcrafted works art to a culinary experience hard to forget. For those who enjoy the outdoors, Lion's Head and Table Mountain are phenomenal places to explore. Living in the City Bowl has definitely given me my dream lifestyle and this is my neighbourhood.